There is an ancient Greek aphorism that is considered one of three essential maxims or rules to live by. It is this, to know thyself. The founding of this principle can be attributed to the likes of Plato, Heraclitus, and many other ancient Greek sages. But don't worry, this ain't Greek sandwich. It's Zen sandwich. You're in the right place. But know thyself as a cornerstone principle of a life worth living has been utilized in the works of Benjamin Franklin, Ralph Waldo Emerson, and a bunch of other important folks throughout history. In this episode, we examine a fundamental principle of liberation. You can call it spiritual liberation or just simply rational liberation. doesn't really matter. The key word here that leads us to that liberation of our being is authenticity. And the key question is, are you an authentic person? Politicians, of course, are notoriously inauthentic. A plethora of examples can easily be found on both the left and the right. I know that my public comments and my silence about this matter gave a false impression. I misled people, including even my wife. I deeply regret that. But one thing I can promise you this. I will always tell you the truth. God looked down and he said, we're not going to let it rain on your speech. It looked, honestly, it looked like a million and a half people. But We will build a great wall along the southern border. And Mexico will pay for the wall. Perhaps it is unfair to suggest the standards for authenticity are the same for politicians as they are for us regular folks. Apparently, they're much lower for politicians. Thus, first, I want to explore what is authenticity? What does it even mean to be authentic? Secondly, does authenticity change? Does it evolve over time? Or is it altered when we are around different people? Do you behave the same way with your friends as you do with your in-laws? Probably not. Is authenticity even something we should strive for? What's the value in it? Lastly, if we do indeed wish to be true to ourselves, to who we really are, what's the litmus test? What steps can we take for me to be me and you to be the real you? You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor-turned-Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. The Oxford English Dictionary gives a range of overlapping meanings for authenticity. These include the following nuanced variations. Actual or genuine as opposed to pretended. That's an authentic Rolex, not a knockoff. Original as opposed to copied. That's the authentic document. That's the authentic Declaration of Independence. It's not a replica. Established credibility, as in he's an authentic expert in his field. 
and in accordance with or as stating fact, having validity, as in this person or thing is truthful, authentic. In putting this episode together, I thought, who is all these things? Who embodies or embodied each of those definitions so that no matter what, you couldn't deny, hey, that person is or was authentic? I thought of Walter Cronkite, the news anchor before the rampant politicalization of the news. He was often referred to as the most trusted man in America. But he had to be, right? His entire career, he delivered the news in the age of the FCC's Fairness Doctrine, requiring that both sides of a controversial issue be presented. I thought of the Dalai Lama, a man whose whole life has been devoted to truth and compassion. But he didn't really have a choice, did he? I mean, he was born the Dalai Lama. And then it hit me. Authenticity incarnate. What good is a fast car, a flash house, and a gold plate of dunny to me? Absolutely no good at all. I've been put on this planet to protect wildlife and wilderness areas, which in essence is going to help humanity. I want to have the purest oceans. I want to be able to drink water straight out of that creek. I want to stop the ozone layer. I want to save the world. If there's one thing that I, Steve Irwin, would want to be remembered for, it's be remembered for passion and enthusiasm. Conservation is my job, my life, my whole persona. Steve Irwin also often said that if he was to be remembered for anything, he hoped that it was for being a good dad. By all accounts, he was immeasurably successful in that pursuit. Unquestionably, authenticity is something that comes from the heart. Whether that's one's passion or from a motive to express a genuinely held, unambivalent belief or undistorted feeling. My friend and an occasional cohort on this this show, Rob Crotline, he said once that we're all different people depending on who we are around. That uh, I'm not the same with my wife as I am with people I work with. I mention Rob in particular because he's one of the most authentic people I know. He has his opinions, several of which I don't agree with, but he doesn't sugarcoat his perspective or placate anyone. Though you could label him as leaning in a particular direction on the conservative liberal spectrum, I have heard him or read his comments that argue with Democrats or Republicans with equal vigor. He is a man of conviction authentic. So I called him up and asked him, how does he reconcile these seemingly two sides of the same coin, how to be authentically you, but admit that you tailor your speech or demeanor for the audience you're around? You communicate with other people in order to impart a message and to meet somebody else where they are is a part of that communication. If you're going to be having a conversation with a a Baptist pastor's wife about something and you're dropping F-bombs, she's not going to hear the the substance of what you're saying. That language, that form is going to turn her off. And so that kind of kills the practical effect of the communication. And I have a lot of conversations with my kids about just the world in general. And a lot of times that's politics or world events. And 
you know, um, when I'm sitting around chatting with guys that I used to work with, uh, you know, internationally in security contracting, and we're talking about Ukraine, uh, you know, I mean, there's tons of F-bombs flying around. And, <laughs> right. you know, we're talking about dead bodies and, you know, like calling them crispy critters and stuff. And, right. you know, I mean, none of that is appropriate to have in a conversation with my 12-year-old. By the same token, the gist of what I say to them, what I say to my kids about war and real life for people in conflict zones doesn't really change. Rob's critical distinction between form and substance is different from, but not entirely dissimilar to, the Japanese concepts of hone and tatemai. In Japanese, a person's hone refers to his or her absolute genuine feelings and emotions on a topic. While a person's tatemai, on the other hand, represents the behaviors, reactions, and emotions that he or she tends to display around other people. And that could be interpreted as being disingenuous. And the key difference in Rob's more stoic perspective in these Japanese concepts is that a person does not typically reveal their hone, or true self, unless they're around people they trust. In fact, a person's hone and tatemai can potentially conflict with one another. However, the aim of Rob's stoic perspective and the hone tatemai duality is actually pretty similar. And that, that aim is wa. What am I talking about? <laughs> wa means harmony in Japanese. And in essence, both views seek a reconciliation or harmony of our true self with other people in the world and who they are. The more I studied and researched authenticity, which came up in the first place, by the way, because one of the loyal listeners to this program messaged me to say they valued the show because they thought I am, quote, an authentic dude. <laughs> Uh, I hope so, I, can, I guess. Um, I was flattered and wondered if it was true. And eventually, the more I researched, I thought, is authenticity a thing that we should strive for? The very notion of Zen is to simply be, to simply experience and observe with joy but without judgment. Of course, we're humans too, not robots. We don't just observe all the time. While in one sense we are all the same, we're just human animals, each of us is also unique. And our uniqueness is a part of our experience. And by the way, that is the rationale behind the cover art of this show, if you've ever wondered. The guys lined up in matching suits, you can't see their faces. That's the sameness of all of us, but when they reveal their socks, <laughs> what's on the inside, so to speak, you see that each of them is different. We're all unique. Thus, likewise, while respecting the same of others, we should aim to be as authentically ourselves as we can. If this Zen sandwich exploration has revealed one thing here, it is that there is no litmus test to determine if we're being 
truly who we are. Rather, authenticity is more of a juggling act between form, substance, and wherever we are at a particular time in our lives. The conclusion is this. It's in the striving for being true to yourself that you are authentic. It's the journey, not in the getting to some sort of final resting spot of true authenticity. So with that, here's your five minutes in. I looked high and low. I consulted Psychology Today, Business Insider, at one point the Huffington Post even, and my own library of books to examine what were the common characteristics of being your authentic true self. They each had different answers, but there was some commonality amongst the sources. And it's from that commonality that I came up with a five-step strategy for getting as close as you can to being who you are. Step one, accept yourself. Lots of evidence shows the more media we consume with attractive people in it, the worse we feel about ourselves. You don't have to turn off the internet or social media. I mean, definitely don't turn off your podcast. But uh, recognize that media sets the bar impossibly high. No matter how hard we try to improve ourselves, we always feel like we're falling short. Instead, practice accepting yourself daily. Trust me, you are a cool, beautiful person just as you are. Know your worth. If you're not feeling it just yet, hang on through the other four steps. Step two, identify negative self-talk. Many of us have these inner monologues chirping away, and at times we think, I'm ugly, my life sucks, etc. When we watch these TV shows or look at our social media, you can stop that kind of painful ruminating by identifying it the moment it creeps into your brain. And then, here's where it gets fun, step three, celebrate your strengths. Remind yourself of what you're good at. We all have many strengths. I don't care if it's baking cookies or playing ping pong. I'm a pretty good ping pong player, by the way. Not only should we embrace them, by identifying them, you realize, hey, your weird one-of-a-kind self is pretty awesome. That stuff is what makes you authentically you. Step four, express yourself. And what I mean by that really comes down to paying attention to whether we are acting in order to be ourselves or whether we're, we're putting on some kind of show. That is, whether we're sharing ideas, our thoughts, yes, our opinions, or whether we just keep putting out a performance designed to provoke a particular response. There's nothing wrong with, for example, taking and sharing a selfie now and then. But just don't make it your entire social media platform, a never-ending series of selfies. Have some substance to who you are. And step five, show your vulnerability. And this is kind of hard too, right? To, to fully be ourselves, we have to be our full selves. And we can't just pick and choose the parts that we like. We can't just show the manicured, photoshopped version of ourselves. Be vulnerable from time to time. People respect it, and people can relate to that. That's it. That's five, but if you want something even shorter, you know, I I typically try to tidy up things into threes instead of fives. So here's an acronym to remember just three of those. ACE. A-C-E. A, accept yourself. C, celebrate 
your strengths. And E, express who you are, including your vulnerabilities. Accept, celebrate, and express. That's it. I hope you like this one. I tried to keep it authentic. If you enjoyed the authenticity and want more of it, more tips, more interviews of inspiring folks, and you got three bucks, go to patreon.com slash That'll be in the show notes wherever you're listening to this. When you sign up, I will personally mail you a postcard on washi. That's traditional Japanese paper that my wife and I make here in Japan. That's right. It will be on paper that we physically made just for you. Well, for anyone, but it'll be for you this time. And I will send that postcard to wherever you are in the world and give you a shout out on the show. All right, folks, accept who you are, celebrate your strengths, express your vulnerabilities from time to time. Like one of mine is fumbling over words. I'm going to leave that in just for that. Be authentic and breathe while you're doing it. Don't forget to breathe.